Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and other experts in the food and beverage industry about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. In today's highly competitive landscape, many food and beverage manufacturers try to set their brands apart by tapping into consumers' desire for products that not only are better for them, but also better for the planet and better for society. We see this in a wide range of better-for-you snacks that replace classic ingredients that are high in fat, sugar, or sodium with ones that are nutrient-dense. For example, dehydrated vegetable chips now sit alongside potato chips in the snack aisle, or carbonated water is more often the drink of choice than previously popular sugar-sweetened beverages. Likewise, many companies offer a percentage of their profits to charities as evidence that they aren't just all about making money, or maybe they source sustainably farmed ingredients or pay fair or direct trade prices to help otherwise disenfranchised suppliers earn a living wage. And while many startups and established companies can check one or two of these boxes, natural food manufacturer Health Warrior has consistently checked all three by making nutrient-dense, low-calorie, superfood-infused snack bars based on sustainably raised chia seeds and by quietly donating to various charities. But with the launch of a new Kickstarter campaign earlier this week, the brand effectively dunks on its previous efforts and those of many of its competitors by offering to donate the full 100% of proceeds of a new Mexican chocolate chia bar to fund sustainable agricultural projects for the Tarahumara tribe in Mexico's Copper Canyons. This is a tribe that has suffered devastating droughts recently. To learn more about this campaign and the macro trends of offering products that are better for you or better for the society or better for the planet, that seems to really be gripping so many startups in the food and beverage industry, I caught up with Shame Emmett, the CEO of Health Warrior. He explained that Health Warrior was founded on the grand vision that reflects the evolving values of consumers and these emerging desires to buy products that are both healthy and helpful. Our vision was that better health will build a stronger society. And when you eat better, when you exercise, uh, or call it movement, when you get up and move, it doesn't need to be on a treadmill at a gym. In fact, it's probably better if it's not. You're a happier person. You're a healthier person. And the more people that feel good, the better we're going to be as a culture. And I really think that the state of the Western diet, what we eat, our lack of the cuisine, um, and our sort of uh, focus on on junk food and fast food has very big cultural societal effects. Uh, it's very hard to be a healthy society if you're not a healthy society. And I think it hasn't been that way forever. We've done an amazing job with science and medicine and doctors treating disease. And now we're actually over-consuming for the first time in human history. So our job is to help the pendulum swing back to move away from overconsumption of nutrient-weak foods and just make eating nutrient-dense whole foods easier and the norm. And I think that's just going to 
once the whole industry comes around on this, and it is, and you talk about it in your podcast all the time, you know, the, the steps are, it's not a straight line, but the, the squiggly line is certainly moving in the right direction. I think we're going to be a much more strong society for that. For its part, HealthWire is helping consumers lead healthier lives by offering snacks that Shane says aren't just better for you, they're actually good for you. The whole reason we started the company <laughs> was to um, hopefully not only get creative by simplifying food that you can take on the go uh, to prove that packaged food doesn't have to be junk food. and frankly, to prove that packaged food doesn't just need to be better for you either. Uh, our great hope is that we can move it from better for you to good for you, to food that you feel great after eating it, not just not bad. So positive nutrition has been a big part of our innovation philosophy from the beginning, and it's a big part of the brand as well. Chia seeds are the number one ingredient in our chia bars, of course, and one of our rules is that we will always use superfoods as the first ingredient. You'll see an awful lot of companies and a lot of brands, a lot of food products using superfoods, but almost without fail, it's the last ingredient in their ingredient deck, not the first ingredient. So that, you know, that's being superfood forward like that is very important to us. It's been a cornerstone of what we've done from the very beginning, and it's what we'll continue to do. And I think that is really one good indicator for moving from better for you to good for you. When I think of better for you, I think of a lot of products that say, hey, we have less sugar. Hey, we're low fat. We all know how that trend's gone. Um, or even, hey, we're using fake sugar, so there's no sugar in here. But that's not positive nutrition. Our idea is saying, hey, we're putting chia seeds as the number one ingredient in these bars. They're the highest plant-based form of omega-3s, protein, and fiber, incredibly satiating and they make you feel better after you eat them, not worse. So aside from being a good-tasting, slightly less bad potato chip, you know, there's food that, much like a fruit or a vegetable package, can be good for you. Really, the idea isn't um, incredibly complicated. It's analogous to Michael Pollan's mantra to um, eat food, mostly plants, not too much. Um, you know, the chia bar is funny. We, we've met. It's a 100-calorie bar. I'm a pretty big guy. If you have a chia bar with a glass of water, you're pretty sustained for a while afterwards. And I think that's part of the metaphor we like to talk about is that if you're having a snack, you know, it doesn't need to be a 300-calorie snack. 100 of the right calories will do what 300 bad calories will do in terms of satiation. In fact, it'll do better. So some of the other in ingredients we use, um, quinoa, acai berries, um, coconut, as you mentioned, although not a ton of coconut, just a little bit. Uh, for our, they're ma mainly flavoring accents around the chia seeds in the original line. As I've already hinted at, the chia seed also is a sustainable crop, which Shane suggests responsible manufacturers must consider, especially if they plan on scaling up their production. When you sit there and you close your eyes and you really think about it, it just makes a lot of sense, is that a lot of the crops that are ecologically healthy, that aren't resource hogs, that aren't necessarily farmed as monocultures uh, with huge chemical inputs, 
and um, issues surrounding that are actually the ones that tend to align pretty well with your body, that tend to be good for your health and your diet, um, or your eating, we like to say, instead of diet. So in terms of chia, Shane explained that the seed is actually almost like a weed, which in this case is a good thing. So it's this really great crop. It doesn't require a bunch of fertilizer. It doesn't uh, require insecticide. It actually has citronelle in the leaves. So it's a really sturdy crop. And I think that's an interesting angle to keep an eye on. So if you're going to scale something and be selling millions of some product, maybe even more, then you want to make sure the supply chain is doing good for you for the soil as well. You don't want something that takes all the nutrition out of the soil and can't be farmed in a sustainable manner. And finally, Health Warrior has a long history of quietly giving back to its community in ways that are needed, not just in ways that are easy for the company. Now, we're one of the biggest donors to the Whole Kids Foundation because we think the work they do is outstanding. Uh, and for a company our size, you know, that's a lot for us, but we think it's important. Um, we do work with a, a group here in Richmond where our headquarters are called Fit for Kids, which actually installs people in schools to work on healthy menus with the school kitchens and also integrate movement into the classrooms. And it's just a, an amazing not-for-profit. So we're always looking for opportunities to celebrate people who are doing amazing things in this space that have nothing to do with our company. Uh, at the holidays, we usually have a Heroes Award, and we'll send radical gifts to people who we just think are out there shaking it up and uh, leading the charge on, on making the world a healthier place. So it's still very early for us. We still always talk about it being before sunrise at Health Warrior. But the opportunities to celebrate people, even if they have nothing to do with your company, who are doing the right thing, uh, people like Gary Hirschberg, um, you know, who was such a leader with the non-GMO project and um, you know, just put up a, a magnificent fight on Capitol Hill. There's folks like that all over the country who have been doing this a lot longer than we have. And um, I think something we, we love to do is try to honor them and support them and where we can shine a bit more of a spotlight on the good work. And of course, Health Warrior's latest initiative is another example that embodies all of these core values. The Kickstarter campaign it launched this week is designed to raise funds for the company's Operation Farm and Run. As Shane explained to me, Operation Farm and Run launched last summer with the goal of refurbishing the Terra Umara test farm in the Copper Canyons of Mexico with basic supplies and the labor required to grow chia using traditional farming practices. We could not be more excited about Operation Farm and Run. So Health Warrior was started for all the reasons we've been talking about, but one of the catalysts was a best-selling book back in 2009 called Born to Run by Christopher McDougall. The other catalyst was another best-selling book called Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan. So Born to Run is this wonderful nonfiction adventure story about the greatest athletes that no one in the world had ever heard of, the Tarahumara Indians. The Tarahumara live remotely in the Copper Canyons of Mexico, down in the Sierra Madre Mountains. 
And the Copper Canyons kind of make our Grand Canyon look pretty shallow and stream-like. It's an incredibly rugged area, really difficult to get to. And the Tarahumara have been living there essentially untouched by modern society for hundreds of years, really since the Spanish conquered the Aztec Empire. And in the book, you learn about this beautiful culture that the Tarahumara have. They're some of the world's greatest endurance racers. And they're kind of famous from the book for not wearing shoes or wearing rubber sandals while they run 25, 50, 100 miles at a time up and down 10,000-foot mountains. So the book was so inspiring to us, not just because we learned about chia seeds, um, which was one of the, the things that got us into the whole business, but also for the sense of joy of movement. That exercise doesn't have to be a half an hour pounding it out on a treadmill. The Terahumara love running. They smile while they run. And they live very close to the land. They are, by what we would consider a traditional Western measure, incredibly poor economically. But they're actually incredibly rich in terms of their culture, their happiness, um, their family structures. And we were just really moved by the book. It was, it was powerful, it was awesome, and it was great to think about um, a way of life that's closer to the land and closer to movement than the modern one when you're answering 200 emails a day in your cubicle. So we were incredibly excited to end up meeting Arnolfo, who's one of the most famous Tarahumara runners, at the Boston Marathon last year, where some of our road warriors were running the race and we sponsored a booth there. And it turns out Harvard University has been doing a tremendous amount of work in the Copper Canyons, the Evolutionary Biology Department, learning about the Terahumara and some fascinating studies on their health and longevity. So we learned a lot more about the state of the farms in the Copper Canyons. And the, these Terahumara who had inspired us so greatly um, at the beginning to start our company, to, to run ourselves, um, to think about the world a little bit differently, we're really having an incredibly hard time because of the droughts. There's no jobs down there. The soil was really, really decimated um, by the drought. They were out of seeds. So we said, okay, look, we've been lucky enough to, to grow pretty quickly and um, hopefully we'll continue to grow, obviously, very quickly. But we have some resources, and what we'd love to do is help figure out a model, apply some entrepreneurial thinking to the challenges you're facing in the Copper Canyons, and tell us what you need, what kind of help you need, and let us figure out how we can try to do it. So what we heard back was we need to get our farms back up and running so we can enjoy our traditional lifestyle of farming and running. <laughs> and the model we decided to do and we did this very quietly, we didn't uh, raise money for it, we funded the whole thing ourselves, was to take one farm, a six-acre farm in Eureka, which is one of the main towns in the Copper Canyons, and Health Warrior funded their first commercial chia crop ever over the last six months. So what we did was pay for the soil to be restored, which means natural fertilizers, we paid for some very basic uh, irrigation equipment, 
like hoses, just the, the simplest stuff that they don't aren't able to have down there for farming. And we paid for some great labor from some of the most famous Tarahumara runners and their families um, were able to be supported throughout the entire growing season in a very comfortable fashion, which they hadn't been able to do in a long time. So the idea was we can help refurbish one farm at a time in Mexico's Copper Canyons for the Tarahumara, who need this help very, very badly right now. And I just got back from there a couple weeks ago. It was a tremendous trip, just an incredible place to be, incredibly hard to get to, which is part of what makes it so special. But the exciting part is this program we implemented with one test farm um, is incredibly scalable. We've kept it very simple. Uh, restore the soil, pay for labor, for weeding, planting, growing and harvesting, and then having seed banks to make sure they can keep their, their stock of seed and, and never have a shortage again. And it doesn't cost a lot of money to restore one farm in terms of the grand scheme of um, certainly money that flows through our industry. So what we came up with, our clever idea, our entrepreneurial idea, was that we will take the seeds that Terahumara have grown and we came up with a special Mexican chocolate flavor that honors their cuisine, has a little spice to it. And what we're going to do is sell the bars on Kickstarter and donate 100% of the profits. So every penny above our cost of goods will go to restore more farms in the Copper Canyons. And who knows? We might sell um, 25,000 bars and that will allow us to restore at least a couple farms and have a meaningful impact on a, a large number of families. But hopefully we can do a lot better than that and keep the project going and make this sustainable and, and really help them live the life that so inspired us when we started the company. In addition to wanting to help the Tarahumara, Shane offered some advice and cautionary wisdom to help other companies that want to weave doing good into their cultures. So, you know, I think one of the, the most important things you can do is not overcommit, which I'm a professional at doing, um, because if an idea sounds good, it's very hard not to do it. But you have to recognize there's only 100, 168 hours every week. And I think the first question to ask yourself is, how much time can I actually give someone that I want to help out. The second is that I think has been really important to us and making the team uber motivated for these projects is just making sure it, it philosophically fits what your brand's all about, what you care about. You know, you see a lot of charitable giving from big corporations who might not um, <laughs> who might give to, say, an oil company giving to environmental pursuits where on one hand they're uh, building dams and on the other hand they're um, making donations to uh, make themselves feel better or increase their PR. Um, and that's, you know, I think that's a real catch-22 that a lot of bigger companies and utilities have. But having something that closely aligns with your mission, I think, is key because that just, it, it all makes sense. It's almost 
not doing work if you get up in the morning and you're so focused on knowing what your why is. I think you should always have a little bit of devil's advocacy, right? And doing your diligence, making sure you know the people you're working for, making sure the donations you make are going to be effectively used. Um, you know, that's that's really really important, and I think it's it's part of honoring um, the seriousness of, of who you're working with and and the goal of what you're working for is uh, much like your investors' money. If you're in a startup company, you know you want to make sure every dollar is spent for the right reasons and accomplishing your goal that you're all aligned on. So some solid advice to follow and an admirable giving campaign as well as other lessons learned that can serve as great examples of how doing good for others can also be good for business. I want to thank everyone for tuning in this week and I hope you join me again next week. For Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, this is Elizabeth Crawford.